Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, a podcast you hear. I'm your host, V. Hi, I'm the co-host, Lucas. So we're going to spend this episode discussing chapters one through two of Wolf Bride. This episode is not spoiler safe, so if you want to avoid spoilers for Wolf Bride, chapters one through two, please go read those first, and we'll be here for you to come back and listen. Uh, I do... This book, There, I need to put a content warning. I remember someone saw that, like, we were going to do episodes of it and stuff, and they listed, like, 30 different content warnings for the book and I was like I can't remember all of that it was very funny to see but I was like I can't physically recite all of that in the beginning of the book I know for sure that this book describes like kidnapping and like Stockholm syndrome like I know that for sure yeah yeah I'm sure there are other like probably like abusive relationship tendencies I was gonna say borderline but I feel like it's just straight up abusive (laughs) and just in general just know that like Wolf Bride is definitely one of the the most controversial if not the most controversial choices book out there so i would just caution everybody you know if you're sensitive to these type of topics which i would imagine the majority of us are sensitive when it comes to topics like kidnapping and stockholm syndrome and abuse you know just listen with caution we're going to you know of course try to be respectful of these topics because they are highly sensitive and problematic And I would just say in general, we're probably not capturing all of the appropriate content warnings (laughs) because like we've only read up through chapter. I think I've read up to chapter three. You've probably only read up to chapter two. So we haven't gotten that far into the plot. There may be other things that come up that like we're not aware of. And we'll just try to call out any possible content warnings when we get to them. But that's my first warning. My second warning is that, like I said, I know Wolf Bride is very contentious books some people really love it some people really hate it i'm just gonna come out and say and i know i've said this before this doesn't only apply to wolf bride it applies to every choices book please if we don't like a book that you like it's not personal please do not get offended if you really love wolf bride and we don't please don't get offended if you really hated wolf bride and we don't hate it it's not that serious we all have our own opinions about stuff that we read we're gonna do the thing that we do where we talk about books and make fun of them that's like our shtick so yeah please just don't come in my comments you know trying to defend the book the book is not anything to be defended we just read it and we interpret it and it is what it is okay <laughs> um wolf ride woo Ooh, I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh it's like there's so much but nothing to unpack you know i yeah <laughs> it's like having a big ass suitcase and you open it and you're like why is there like a pair of gym clothes in here <laughs> yeah it's like there's a lot to unpack but i don't want to touch any of it it's like when you come back from vacation absolutely uh, that is your the suitcase perfect and... way yes that's how i feel about this book i feel like i just got back from the airport right. and i feel like i just opened up my suitcase and not even opened up i feel like i left my suitcase in my living room uh-huh. and said i want to deal with that later absolutely absolutely and then three weeks passed and it's still yeah <laughs> Are you ever had that situation where you come back from traveling and like two weeks pass and you just grab a shit out the suitcase? Yes, yes. And you step it over that bitch. <laughs> That's how I feel about Wolf Bride. Like, <laughs> oh 
Oh my god, let's just jump into it because, oh my notes, it's so crazy because like I have literal like three and a half pages of notes, but like it's just crazy. I've never had this many notes for a book that I who feel so sketchy about. Okay, we're going to begin with chapter one of Wolfbriar titles, Hunt's Peak. So as a reminder, the default MC name is Celine Russet. So that will be how we refer to the MC for the duration of the episode. The chapter summary says, drawn by dreams to your mother's childhood home, you find an unexpected connection with a dangerous and mysterious man. So the chapter is opened by a vision of Celine running through the woods as a wolf chases her. Celine questions if she's running due to fear or because she is thrilled by the chase. The wolf catches her and then transforms into a human. The lust between the two is clear, and despite Celine not knowing him, she does feel close to him. While you can reject the man, it is clear that the narration wants us to know that Celine wants to fuck him. Like, that's written into the plot. It's canon. It, I mean, it is bright as day, and it's like... I'm telling you. It always, I struggle because, like, I'm such a self-inserter, but when mm-hmm. it's this heavy in the dialogue, I'm like, girl, let me just go ahead and give you what you want because I just know I'm not going to hear the end of it. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I was, like, streaming the first three chapters of Wolf Bride, every single time she was like, there's a connection between us. I was like, no, there's not. I literally feel nothing for this man. Ugh. <laughs> oh. So as soon as Celine begins to ask questions about him, the scene ends and Celine will wake up in a car accident. Celine is saved from the accident by a mysterious man who also just so happens to be the same man from her dream. She feels a jolt of electricity when he touches her to rescue her. When she is out of the car, Celine recalls that she was driving all night to West Virginia to visit her mother's family and the hometown that her mother never wanted to discuss. I'm telling you, if this ain't a Wattpad... Okay. 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 <laughs> no, it is. No, it it really is. Like it's so funny. It's almost written as if like Twilight was just about werewolves as well. Oh my god, no, you're so right. Yeah. No, you're so right. <laughs> it's like if they took Twilight and they just made the main the main ally a werewolf. A werewolf. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a whole like I'm visiting my father for the school year. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm visiting my roots, you know. <laughs> yeah, my mother never wanted us to speak about our hometown, and I just needed to come here because something about it was just so powerful, and it's a lore. I needed to come here. I felt your lust from miles away, like mm-hmm. clear across the country. And the same thing, like how Edward saved Bella from that car that was like flipping towards her, right. and now this man saving Celine from a car accident. The parallels are there. I mean, they're there. They're there. Mm-hmm. So the man will scold her for falling asleep while driving. Celine looks at the car and determines that it looks salvageable as the damages are minor, which to me, from the artwork, the damages didn't look minor, but... No, it did not. It did not. How do you she drive She thinks in she the can woods? drive it. Oh, my goodness. Listen. <laughs> it did not look salvageable at all. That engine was smoking. That windshield was cracked. Like, I was like, bitch. And you were trying to tell me, I know that airbag popped. That's what I'm I saying. I know that fucking That's airbag popped. Saying. Once the airbag pops, it's, it's done, done, bitch. You gotta yeah. let that car go. For real. Time of you death. You gonna have to take a plane. <laughs> you gonna have to take a plane, bitch. Like, you are not getting back in that motherfucking car. 
Okay, so Celine will finally get a name out of the mysterious man. You can change his default name, but for the purposes of this podcast, we'll just call him by his default name, which is Bastion. Celine will continuously think about how attracted to him she is before asking where they are. Bastion will answer that she is close to Hunt's Peak, the town that Celine was heading to. She begins babbling and revealing just way too much personal information to Bastion about why she was heading to Hunt's Peak. Like, she just started telling him everything. Bastion will weirdly say to Celine, it's a pleasure to meet you at last, which again, another thing that just really creeped me out, the beginning scene, he reveals that an unknown they have been waiting for Celine and says that her mother leaving town was a huge disappointment. Celine will try to say, just like, hey, it's just small town life, right? And Bastion says, well, something like that. So this does seem to confirm to Celine that her mother's story of being a bored teenager who left town is a cover-up. Celine can ask Bastion about her mother, and he will say that a lot of people are still mad at her for leaving and won't easily forgive her. So already, like, I haven't met Celine's mom, but there's there's beef. There is beef, inherently like, automatically. In the I was like, wow, we're getting all of this in the first five seconds of this chapter. Like, it was just such an information dump, but also, like, there's no information There's so at much all. exposition. Yeah, like, There's absolutely. so much exposition. Yes, yes. Celine will attempt to call someone to fix her car, but she doesn't have signal. Just then, someone will pull up with a car, and Celine feels a pull to the driver, too. The driver gets out of the car and introduces herself as Morgan, an employee of the forestry department. Bastion is immediately aggressive to Morgan, telling her to go away and that she doesn't have any authority in the woods. Bastion accuses her of destroying the woods since she works for a company called Sayer Energy and Power. Morgan clarifies that she is a researcher for SCP and also a ranger. <sighs> There's too much happening. We're getting introduced to too many characters. I'm getting introduced to a conflict that I know nothing about. The first chapter of Wolfbride is so overwhelming. No, like truly, like little, and you figure out nothing, but it's still so overwhelming. Like bo both LIs in a span of five seconds, I was like, no, no, no. It, it was giving me whiplash. It was giving me so much whiplash. Yes, like you, you said it perfectly. That it's a complete and total information dump. Which, there's a way to, it's not that you can't do information dumps, but I just feel like this is an example of how to do it poorly. Because I'm overwhelmed, like, I yeah. just crashed in a car crash, I'm not trying to figure out this much information. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy, because when I tell you Morgan arrived and Bastion was like, bitch, it's on site, on and I was like, site. I, I... <laughs> on site, we got the cryptic messages like, oh my god, I'm, so, oh god, I knew this day would come, I knew you would come back. And it's like, huh? Uh-huh. And then this woman pulls up, and it's like, yo, get the fuck out of the, uh, these aren't your woods, these are my woods. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, I was like, and I was like, do you own the land or something? Thing? is that why you were here in the middle of the strange forest to rescue me from a car accident like it's just so oh too much so morgan will offer to take celine to somewhere she can fix her car and bastion will counter offer that cutting through the forest is shorter and says that the forest is celine's heritage and if she goes with him he will show it to her for 12 diamonds <sighs> did you take the scene listen Oh, every God. scene i'm sorry what you said listen i was like what is he about to say every diamond scene i have taken in these two chapters is just like i want to get to the punchline of like who i am and what happened and when i tell you oh my god every scene is just wasted i'm oh my it's, it's horrible i didn't take any of the diamond scenes while I was streaming, but I did obviously do my due diligence as producer right. and watch them, and like, oh my god, it's just like, 
it's like trying to learn more information about Logan from Ride or Die or Gabe from Law yes. of Attraction because it's yes. ooh, just a waste, it, just a complete oh my, waste of time I am and money. Chipping away, child. I am chipping. I am chipping away, and there's just nothing fruitful coming from it. And it all. This big, huge, brolic-ass man want to be like, I'm going to show you your past. I'm gonna... No, you didn't. You did not. You, Bitch, you I tell you, questions. I am not I am not an outdoors person. And when he was like, scrolling through the forest is shorter, I said, but bears and lions and oh my, me oh my, <laughs> you want me to stroll through the mother? I... Didn't I just survive a car crash? I don't think I should be moving that much. <laughs> Like, it's kind of crazy how she just got into a car crash and Bastion's like, let's let's, let's, let's run like a marathon stroll. right now. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. But yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Morgan's just so much more normal. I was like, obviously, I'm going to... I can't believe going, to, going with Morgan is a free option. I feel like it should be the opposite. Like, I feel it like it's should, like... Right? If you want to stay safe, you pay diamonds. And if you want to risk a motherfucking life, you go in the forest. <laughs> Like, this is, like, Stranger Danger 101. And the fact that Celine doesn't understand that, it just really bothers me. <laughs> and, the th- I mean, you knew what she wanted to choose. Like, and it's just so crazy. I feel like I have zero zilch control over this character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like Celine is, like, what every parent fears that their teenage daughter is going to do. Like, gets into a car crash, follows a mysterious man into the woods. Like, I just feel like this is what my mother must have been worrying about when I was, like, 15. Because she's just, there's just no, it's crazy because her dialogue is like, wow, this is really strange. And then she just continues to go along with Absolutely. whatever the situation is at hand. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, you are a grown-ass woman, and there is another woman, which, like, I understand part of it is like sexism but like you have a man here who is acting weird as fuck and keeps threateningly alluding to the fact that like he knows who you are and he's been waiting for you and also he has beef with your mom how do you know this man ain't gonna try to use you to get to your mother if they if everyone's really that upset about it you know what i mean like and like again i know you can say like hey v it's pretty sexist to assume that the woman is safer but I do feel like as a woman myself like there is just like a shared trauma bond of understanding that we are in danger by strange men who do approach us and allude to hating our mother and knowing who we are before we've ever met them right and I just feel like Morgan is obviously the safer option here so like the fact that she's like I just Celine mm-hmm. Celine would be the first to go in a horror Absolutely. Movie, all I'm absolutely. Before we get on with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt with some plugs. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support, which will allow you to support us on a monthly basis. You can also go to streamlabs.com slash play choices podcast slash tip to make a one-time tip. All of these links will also be available in the episode description. Thank you for your support and let's get back to the episode. So you did take this diamond scene. I did. A waste of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
It was. So let me just narrate it again. It, like Luca said, it is a waste of time. So it's not. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on exposition. Well, I literally wrote down, to be honest, you don't really gain much from the scene. <laughs> Celine will attempt to get info on her mom, the town, and Bastion. But he is evasive in every answer and instead focuses on showing Celine the woods. Like, he just picking up pine cones and me like, wow, look at this. Picking up fucking birds. Squirrel. Showing up damn waterfalls. I'm like, this is not. We are not on a This is just hunt. the woods. <laughs> Anyone who ever lived lived near a forest has done this before absolutely like as a child i definitely went into the woods like this is he acting like we've never seen a tree before and where do they do you remember where she said that like she lived with her mother do you remember what town no uh uh-uh I feel like it does come up in, like, the first couple of chapters. Like, she says that she drove from a particular location. But, like, there's very few cities where, like, if if y'all don't just drive 30 minutes out the city and go to a forest. Yeah, right? Right. Like, he acting like she's never seen a bird before. Sir. <laughs> oh, my God. The narration is very heavy-handed and implying that he is not human. He tells Celine that he works to protect the environment. So at this point in my head, I'm like, this is just, this is just like a climate change one-on-one thing. Like, it's just like human intervention in the environment is bad. Like, that was my first impression. Yeah, absolutely. After the beef with Morgan and him. I said, he Pocahontas? Like, what is going on? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) The free option is to go to town with Morgan. Selene will say that she doesn't know Bastion that well enough yet and takes Morgan's hand to get into the vehicle. Their hands feel a jolt when they touch. Morgan asks Celine if Bastion hurt her, clearly suggesting that she thinks Bastion is capable of hurting someone to get what he wants, although exactly what he wants isn't clear to us yet. Celine will try to learn more, but they arrive at town, and Morgan will cut the conversation short. At town, Celine's uncle Zane finds her. Celine will attempt to ask about why her mother hates this town, but Zane ignores the question and ushers her to the store to purchase a new outfit. Afterwards, Celine calls the mechanic to ask about her car. By the time she is finished, dinner time has rolled around and Zane will take Celine to his house, which is very messy and quite dated. Just the just the description of this house, I was like, I can smell it. Like I feel like that house has a stench uh, and it's like they really described it so well that I was like, I know what this smells like. Right. And then <laughs> I got upset because I'm like, you knew I was coming. You couldn't tidy up a little bit, like right like you know you had a guest make a good impression you know that like i'm nervous because like my mother doesn't want to come and like you know that the whole thing was sketchy anyway because you know your sister like didn't like the town and stuff and like this motherfucker saved served us dinner and picked up a hunting rifle and threw it in the corner oh my i was weak as hell i was weak (laughs) as hell i'm like this is why my mom told me not to come here. I'm I'm clearly seeing it. No, as I'm day. telling. Like, I'm. T- this is every parent's nightmare. When your parent tells you like, "Hey, just be safe. Use common sense. Don't put yourself in dangerous situations." This is what they fear of. Like this is like I. At this point, I know everybody's like, "Oh, you know, you're everyone's really mad at your mom." I think that her mom did the right thing by leaving at this current point in time absolutely. because I everything about this is so weird like there's just like re- even bitch i'm just trying to hang out at the house and watch netflix and this motherfucker it's probably up, only up. has three channels like i need to go home <laughs> like oh my god so zane will ask why she wanted to come despite her mother not liking the town and Celine can say that she wants to learn about her family that she's been having dreams or say that she's not sure why what did you pick 
I said I just wanted to know about my family, ho. Like, I didn't want to mention the dreams because I didn't want to lead that much into the character, right? Because, like, obviously, this right? Because char- they oh, ain't given goodness. us much information at all, at all. And I'm like, so why should I give him info? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I took every like direct approach, like, y'all, who my mama, who you, who this, who that, for two whole chapters, and I have obtained nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you. Zip, Zada, like, there's just no information to be had <laughs> from these characters. I said I'm not sure why, because that's the truth. I don't know why Celine is there. She, all the options that I'm picking are like, I don't like Bastion. I don't like Zane. This house is musty. It smells like you have mold in here. So I don't really know why she's here. So that's why I picked I'm not sure why. <laughs> Zane will say that their family has been in Hunts Peak forever and you can't just turn your back on history. Zane will also reveal that when her mother met her dad and wanted to marry him, everyone was very angry to the point where Zane jokes about killing him. <sighs> oh my god. I, can't. I know. I know. I'm just reliving this chapter uh-huh. and like I'm just really going through it right now. Okay. <laughs> When Celine asks why, Zane will clam up again and say that he's just glad that Celine is here. Celine will get angry and demand answers, but boy, Zane, oh, he is a master at just pretending that she didn't say a damn thing. He is so good at it. It's ridiculous. He should be a politician at this point. No, With the way truly, he's avoiding answering these truly. questions, he could be a politician. I'm like, out of everyone, you should be the main one giving me information, no? Right, like, the uncle should be the person that, like, we look at and we're like, hey, like, you know, we're blood-related, right. like, you should have some sort of inherent desire to protect Absolutely. me. It's so, like, what's going on Yes. Here? So Zane will pivot the conversation and strongly suggest and practically tell Celine to go into town to hang out at a bar. Zane won't let Celine refuse, so she goes to the bar and meets a young pregnant woman named Layla. Layla is very friendly and says that she's six weeks away from birth. She innocently says that people have been waiting to meet Celine, and Celine once again comments how odd it is that her mother is still well known in this town so many years later. Celine and Layla will move towards the pool table when two people walk in. These two will lock eyes with Celine, say the ritual is about to start, and begin walking towards Celine. Layla grabs Celine's hand reassuringly, and Celine notices that no one is acting like anything is wrong. Layla will try to calm Celine down, but the two people will grab Celine aggressively and assert that she needs to come with them. Celine will try to fight them off, but between the two of them, she cannot escape, and no one else in the bar helps her. They throw her in the back of a van and drive her into the woods. So at this point in the plot, we have officially been kidnapped. We've been kidnapped. Yeah. There's nothing I can say. The only thing that I guess from like a stream reaction standpoint is that personally, the scene was very triggering for me. I feel like this is every woman's nightmare going on a solo vacation. Yeah. And reading it was, it was just very scary. Yeah. Like it's crazy to me that choices wrote this scene and they didn't think to add a content warning. Like, the only content the only content warning they put in the beginning of the chapter was this book it describes a mystical connection between a man and a woman 
that is not the most pressing thing about this book. No, not at Especially all. Especially not in chapter one. Even when Layla, like, is, like, trying to, like, reassure you, like, they, they want her to just go, well, fuck you mean? What are you talking about? Like, I was so upset. Everyone at the bar is just like, are you going to go with them or not? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Everyone at the bar just doesn't even want to make eye contact at with all. you. Like, they're just like, it's so scary. Like, it's, oh, my God. I read this scene, and, like, I, if I remember correctly, there was a brief moment in stream where I was just like, that, this is generally, like, not fun. I'm not having a good time reading this. Like, I'm not having a good time, like, making fun of it. I am just genuinely, like, kind of triggered right yeah. now. Reading this scene, I am truly just flabbergasted and amazed, and not in a good way, <laughs> like horrified is probably the better word, that they wrote this scene and then didn't add a content warning because there are people who have actually been kidnapped yeah. in real life. And the fact that they wrote this and just put it in there and just let people just read this is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's very disappointing. It was very disturbing to read. Extremely triggering. Whether you've been kidnapped or not, if you've, you know, if you've been abducted before, like, I'm so sorry. That one, you went through that, and two, that you had to relive it by reading this. I feel like this scene alone is enough of a reason to not read the rest of the book personally. Absolutely. I'm 100% behind you. Yeah. I can't blame people for not liking it. I really can't because this is really upsetting. And it's it feels like every behavior that Celine has encountered has like built up to her being kidnapped and like that's just Yes. That's just so yes, yes, yes. Yes. Like the thought that it's like the whole town against her is truly like it, it it's scary as fuck. It is so yeah. scary. This is everyone's nightmare about traveling to a small town. Like, yes, no, like, truly, yeah. <laughs> this is what people are, like, fearful of, of traveling, and, like, it's just so disturbing because, like, I feel like every other month on Twitter, like, I see a story about a woman who traveled, like, alone, and, like, someone attempted to sex traffic her, and she just, like, by the skin of her fucking teeth, got out of that yeah. situation alive. I'm not saying, like, hey, don't ever write a scene about this. That's not what I'm saying. I think that in most cases, it is okay to write about damn near anything mm -hmm. if it fits into the plot mm -hmm. and if it makes sense. Yes. However, not putting a content warning, very, very odd to me. Very odd behavior to me. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't put a content warning. This scene is so upsetting just to read and much less to be a person who has even come close to being kidnapped. Yeah. Even if you just felt someone was following you and you felt like you were in danger. Cause I've definitely been followed before. It's horrifying. Mm -hmm. It's really a scary experience because I've been followed multiple times and like, you don't, you never know how it's going to end. Like, Thankfully, in all my situations, the person has just ended up realizing that I wasn't going to pay them any attention and that I wasn't interested and they have left alone. But, like, it doesn't always end like that. Right. I'm very fortunate that that was the extent that it went. And, like, the fact that they... Oh, God. Choices. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't go back and rewrite or at least add a warning. Exactly. That's, that's my thing. Like Crazy to me. They just took the biggest L on this. Like, they really did. It's just... It's not good. I'm 
very disappointed choices. This is awful. I really can't blame anybody who didn't want to continue reading after this because there's nothing that happens in chapter two that makes up for this scene. Absolutely nothing. They try and it just doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't fit the bill of like what I needed for the scene to like be quote unquote okay. So yeah, I mean, I've talked to death about how offensive the scene is. I'm just go ahead and move on because I feel like I could speak for another hour about how offensive it is. And I don't even know if my words would do justice to how awful the scene is. Okay, so let's just move on. So when Celine gets out of the car, she will see that she's in the middle of the woods surrounded by people in strange clothing, chanting foreign words. She sees Bastion also dressed in similar clothing and the chapter ends there. So let's start from chapter two titled The Bonding. The chapter summary says, when you are abducted from a bar and taken into the woods, who and what will you find waiting? The chapter will pick up from Celine questioning Bastion on his role in the kidnapping. Bastion ignores Celine and preaches that the earth has returned Celine to the pack, and the others join him in chanting. Celine will think to herself that the chanting feels familiar and almost instinctual. Bastion recites a chant about bounding Celine to Bastion and then grabs Celine, prompting a surge of electricity to run through them. The touch allows Celine to experience the world through Bastion's eyes and gives Celine heightened senses. Celine is scared at the heightened experience, but Bastion is confident and calm. So this is when we're shown a level screen and a prompt saying that we can unlock special abilities throughout the book. The narration mentions a special ending, but I would like to note that the writer scrapped the special ending and never changed the prompt to reflect that. So there is no special ending if you pick all of the scenes to unlock the abilities. Just as FYI, Lucas, wow. <laughs> I don't know if that was your goal. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> because, like, the whole, like, power thing, right? Like, the whole, like... You know, like, throughout this book, you can obtain, you know, more powers. And if you get, like, all of these, you know, whatever, whatever, then you get a special mm -hmm. scene. Like, of, that seems like a goal to me. That seems like a, you might as well have given right. me an XP bar. And now I just got slapped in the face. Yo, Wolfbride? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that being, like, one of the many complaints when this book finale hit. And... Pixelberry never addressed it. I feel like, personally, this book, from a social media standpoint, was just such a raging dumpster fire that they were like, we're never touching this again. Like, I feel like they just ended it. They were like, we don't ever want to talk about Wolf Bride ever again. <laughs> because people were complaining on their social media about the special scene not being a thing. They never went back and added it. They never added any prompts for content warnings like people requested. Like, I feel like they just, they were just like, we're done. That's it. We don't need to do anything more with this book. The special abilities, I feel like, what's the point of me even purchasing them? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, that is all I'm saying. So as Celine begins to walk closer to Bastion, she feels a similar bond pull to a woman. Bastion reacts disgustedly to the violation of the bond. Celine will see Morgan briefly, and Bastion releases Celine's hands and stops the ceremony, and Celine will faint shortly after. Celine will wake up in a cave room later. As she comes to, she swears she sees a large dog. She starts to blink, she realizes she only sees Bastion. She notices she feels a small connection between the two of them, as though they are tethered together. As she comes to, Bastion apologizes for the kidnapping, saying it wasn't his intent to scare her. Celine can either flirt with him or get pissed. What did you do? I got pissed. What the? Like, at this point, mm -hmm. everyone in this fucking town knows I'm here for the truth. So why not just mm -hmm. offer that? 
like you have to like kidnap me and force me to do something that apparently we all know is you know according to like my heritage right whatever my mama had going on i get mm-hmm. it clear as day we understand that like i'm connected to these people whether i want to or not but i, I would like to know the truth instead of being kidnapped and then thrown into some fucking ritual that i don't know shit about at all right and then you want to get mad that the ritual fucked up when you don't even know, like <laughs> oh my god just just the whole fucking like dialogue of this scene pissed me off it wasn't mm-hmm. my intent to, what was your intent it wasn't to educate me the fuck right <laughs> how did you know that if you didn't explain the situation to me i wouldn't have went willingly oh before we continue with the rest of the episode let me interrupt to share our socials we are at play choices podcast on instagram play choices pod on twitter and we're also on play choices podcast.tumblr.com i'll post any episode notes relating to this week's episode on tumblr we're also available for streaming on all major platforms if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please rate and review as reviews help us in the platform's algorithm if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. As always, we are a growing podcast. If you see us on your socials, we appreciate a reblog, a retweet, or share, depending on the platform you see us on. We also love it when you share our podcast with your choices-loving friends. And back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, I really can't explain my feelings any better. I obviously said I was pissed for all the reasons that Lucas said. Bastion will try to say that he didn't realize that she didn't know the bonding was the previous night. Uh, when Celine is shocked that he would insinuate that she should have expected it, he says that if her mother had stayed, she would have known what would occur during the ceremony. This sentence pissed me off because, like, you obviously know my mother didn't stay. That's, like, one of the first things we talked about. You, you say that everyone knows who her mom is and the fact that she didn't stay. Thank you. So the fact that he was like, well, if your mother had stayed, bitch, do not make my mom the reason why that experience was so scary for me. Right. <laughs> do right. not. Like, my mother left, like, probably at this point over 20 years ago. So, like, you done been knew that my mother did not stay here. Right. You done been knew that I did not get raised here. So, obviously, I would not know to anticipate Fuck the bonding. So, when he was like, oh, if your mother had stayed, it doesn't matter this whole excuse of like i didn't know you didn't know doesn't fucking work because why the fuck would i know there's nothing about the background of my character that he fucking knows number one through all town gossip and two that i told him like clearly i came i'm completely clueless i'm asking about my mother like why would i go to a complete stranger ask them for details about my mom if i for any reason knew anything about this town you know damn well I don't know shit. So this whole like, well, I didn't know that you didn't know. It don't motherfucking work, Bastion. It don't fucking work. Oh my god. He's so annoying. No, he's insufferable for real. <laughs> the fact that he's trying to act like the innocent guy. He's like, we just innocently kidnapped you. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Oh, oh my god. Bastion will say that he felt the bond immediately upon meeting Celine, and Celine acknowledges that she does feel right next to him, even with the fear. Girl, I roll. Bastion admits that while he knew Celine would be caught off guard, the strength of the bond overtook his logic, and all he could think about was them being together. Celine can either encourage Bastion or scold him, but either way, Celine does admit that she thinks the bond could be real. Bastion reveals that Zane should have told Celine about the ceremony, and the reason the kidnappers were so rough with Celine was because they thought she was intentionally being difficult. <sighs> I don't even have anything to say. I just need to breathe. No, like, truly, <laughs> because it's just, like, 
there was just no conversation there was no we didn't converse like the whole like oh we thought you would be different like if y'all were just they first like, of all they walked into the motherfucking bar aggressive as fuck they're like it's time to go fuck. To the it's point time to go the, moment they the ritual in, starts now layla's like, <laughs> like don't worry they're not gonna hurt you there's more questions to be asked like i don't need yes like, fuck like what the fuck bro Basham will continue saying that if Selim was raised with them, the bonding ceremony would be a moment she had prepared for her entire life, and it would have been a joyous memory. It's not a marriage ceremony, but more so an acknowledgement that they are meant to be together. Basham will suggest that the two continue preparations so he can show Selim what would have happened if the bonding ceremony was done correctly. This is the 15 diamond scene. Did you take this? I didn't take this scene. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. No. So, Bastion will bring in paint and... He will mark Celine with the paint and patterns to symbolize her body. It's just like, he basically just starts drawing on her and is like, this pattern means this. This pattern symbolizes this, yada, yada. He takes her to a sacred spring and tells Celine to play a drum to summon the earth. And then he tells her to submerge her body in the spring and wash off the paint to cleanse herself. You can take this opportunity to kiss him and then the scene ends. So for me, it's just... I don't know, pointless. I don't really give a fuck about this whole pack cult thing. I don't whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't really care. So not an interesting scene to me. Selene will go to bed if you don't take the diamond scene and she will find a huge paw print that is too big to be a dog's. Selene will leave the room and find herself in a series of cave pathways. She will run into Layla, the pregnant woman from the bar. Layla will apologize for how the kidnapping went down and says she thought Selene was informed on the ceremony. Again, Everyone saying that they thought, bitch, you could not tell from my reaction. Exactly. Exactly. Ma'am, you were there in the in the flesh. I don't know why you're saying like, um, I've never wanted to swing on a pregnant woman I before. I swear bitch. it was about to be oh on my side. God. It was about to be on <laughs> side. I said I'm about to fight you and your child. Because the thing is, the moment she would to be acting coy, like, oh yeah, like. We've been waiting for you, old time God. No, it should have been like, did your uncle tell you about the ritual tonight? Like that, that, that should have come on. She should have been easy. like, are you excited for the bonding? Are you excited? And then we'd be like, oh, what bonding? What? And the moment they came in, <laughs> Layla could have did the like, you know, like when you take your hand under your chin and you wave it back and forth, like, ah, 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 like, like <laughs> she not right, ready, exactly. she not ready, like because exactly. everyone wanted to be like, oh well, we just assumed that you would know. Who who gonna tell me? My mama obviously it did not tell me and like for y'all to just assume my uncle was going to tell me everything no he's just too busy throwing fucking rifles around the damn house <laughs> fuck he's like uh sorry i got this beauty uh 25 years ago <laughs> and then just throws it onto the back of the couch cushion <laughs> i'm like it's just everyone at, at this point this is when I was like, where's Morgan? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I was like, where is my car? I'm like, where's she Morgan? said it was fixable. Bring me my fucking car. <laughs> so Layla will then introduce Celine to Callum, who also apologizes for the way the kidnapping was handled. I feel like you know something was bad when people you haven't even met before and who weren't even involved, like, start apologizing for the Absolutely. Situation. Absolutely. Like, oh my god, what a dumpster fire. Bastion will then interrupt the conversation and ask Lean to join him outside. He will begin to introduce us to the people who kidnapped us the previous night. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's oh my so god. 
<laughs> Guys, we are laughing because we are just so uncomfortable. Because what the fuck? So uncomfortable. Could you imagine, like, being, like, assaulted and then someone being like, well, let's meet your assaulters. L- look at, let's look at the lineup. Jeff and Isabel. <laughs> Like, Isabel likes long walks on the beach. Oh Jeff God. likes a good sloppy Joe while he watches the game on Saturday evenings. <laughs> like, like, it's just crazy to me. Oh my God. He was like, let me introduce you to the p- people who brought you to the ceremony last night. I said, no, no, I'm good. No, I'm fine. Truly, truly. <laughs> I really don't ever want. I can't believe Celine doesn't have PTSD at this I, point. I- <laughs> situation because like it's just so scary <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh i know i should have known but even when layla was like when i figured out she was one of them i'm like you is a bitch you are a bitch Absolutely. oh my god <laughs> oh my god and let me tell you when you see their faces they look mean as fuck they, they said are the mean meanest fucking bitches to come retrieve us for this ceremony we also meet an older woman named noemi we get the chance to talk to all three so noemi is a pack elder and speaker who manages the ceremonies noemi has a grandmotherly vibe with bastion Celine will confide in noemi that she felt another's presence during their bond experience with bastion and bastion will get upset at it but noemi's like it could happen you know like nothing's impossible jet uh, jet is just angry he's just mad that they accepted an outsider. He's clearly upset that we were not excited about the bonding ceremony because he says it's an honor to participate in it. And Jess says that Celine will never fit in because she was never raised with them, which I don't necessarily disagree with Jet. I got to go home. I don't want to be here. There's nothing I have in common with y'all. I got to go. Yeah, no, truly. I'm like, did you speak your voice at the meeting? Like, did you <laughs> tell everyone this, that it probably was a bad idea? Yeah, and Bastion was like, I need to fuck her. I love her. She's mine. And Her everyone's bo- like, She's yes, mine. yes, you're right. No, 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 you're right. Go get her. Like, the fuck? Pretty much. Pretty much. Then we meet Isabel. Isabel this will bitch. tease Celine. This oh, bitch. my God. This bitch. This bitch. Giving me Rosalie from Twilight Vibes. This bitch. <laughs> so Isabel will meanly tease Celine and says that Bastion will tire of Celine soon enough. Isabel is clearly against Bastion and Celine's bond. And in layman's terms, we learn that Isabel is Bastion's ex. She thinks that she's a better fit for Bastion. And maybe you are, bitch. You are. You. She absolutely is. She can have her mans. You know when someone's like, oh, I see you looking at my boyfriend, and you're just like, I'm really not. I'm, really, <laughs> I'm truly not. Like, I'm really not. He is yours. You can have him, bitch. Like, I, ooh, I don't want anything to do with this man. He looks like he bathes in the river. I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> you can keep his ass. Out from a suburb home. It's so funny because I was listening to Up by Cardi B the, like last night, and there's a line where she was like, Once upon a time, a bitch called me I was ugly. It came from a bitch who yes. wanted to fuck me. Yes. And that's what I feel like this motherfucking situation is. I literally feel like that's Isabel Celine right now. Because, <laughs> like, girl, you mad as hell, but like, I'm not the one going after. You know how much Bastion wanted me? He arranged a kidnapping. That's how much he wanted me. And you mad at me? It made you do it. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you made Isabel fetch his future like, wife. Man, you mad because you not uh, me? Just say that. Like, just say that because. Oh, my God. 
god! I've never been victim blamed so be hard truly. before in my life. Just like, this is an honor, bitch. You should be happy to be here. Isabel's like, that man got a diamond dick. I can't believe you don't I like don't. him. I can't believe you. you're not good enough for him. You little peasant ass bitch. I'm going to steal him from you. It's like, bitch, there is nothing to be stolen. He is not mine. Like, I do not want this she man. She's looking at you like, you probably bathe in the shower, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> you probably uh take care of yourself, don't you? <laughs> So later, Selim will go outside to be by herself, which, like, same bitch. <laughs> She's like, I just need a moment alone. <laughs> Selene is exhausted because she feels like no one is telling her the truth. Suddenly, Morgan will find her as she suspected the pack had kidnapped Selene, which is just crazy that Morgan showed up and she was like, girl, I told you I this know, like, I done told you. I done told you they were going to do some shit like this. <laughs> As Morgan begins ushering Celine away, Morgan will notice that Celine hangs back. Morgan will sadly comment that they've already gotten to Celine and warns her that she's in danger. Morgan doesn't want to reveal any more info because they're in the pack's territory. For 15 diamonds, you can go with Morgan to learn about the pack. Did you take yes, this? Yes, and didn't learn a damn thing, but absolutely. I said, Morgan, baby, go. Let's go, please. I said, can we go? You get more insight on who she is and like her role and she's trying to create a healthy balance between civilization and like population growth and mm -hmm. like the environmental factors and making sure that like people still have homes but also the environment is not being you know too much like um hmm, destroyed pretty yeah much. basically right and in order for new people to grow and that's why bastion's crew is so upset because you know they're all these woodsy hipsies and they're like no, like, you shouldn't be, like, tearing down anything for population growth at all whatsoever. Um, you can ask if she felt a connection last night. Mm -hmm. um, and she does agree. And there's an option to flirt with her. And then that's basically it. She doesn't tell you anything about the fucking pack. Wow, they really made her... Oh, my God. I just... You know what? I think this pack doesn't like women. Because between Morgan and Celine's mother they just going after their heads and like i don't absolutely that doesn't sound like she's doing anything wrong <laughs> absolutely and then like the conversation will come to an end like this like oh well maybe you know we should head I, I, maybe i should head back to bastion mm -hmm. or bastion ends up finding them and then that's when like the the epilogue yeah. of the chapter happens okay gotcha okay so bastion jet and callan will find morgan speaking to Celine. Bastion will tell Morgan to back off, and they square up for a fight. Celine will begin to stop the fight, but Bastion's form begins to change, and he morphs into a werewolf with a six-pack. Yes. <laughs> Very defined um, six-pack. I'm telling you, this man must have been a bodybuilder and and yeah. his wolf life. I don't know if it, I don't know if in his wolf form he doing crunches or something. Right, he bitch pressing <laughs> trees and shit. <laughs> he fight picks up a boulder and just starts using it like an exercise ball. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. I literally, this is so, because you can, I have the replay of when I played Wolf Bride Chapter 1, or Chapter 2, sorry, on YouTube. And it's so funny because I saw the animation pop up. I said, why did they make him sexy? Yeah, no, but I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh my god. This, that scene was like, made for the furries. It really was. Because why did they give his werewolf form a six pack? 
Is it not enough that he's just a werewolf? Like, he has to be a sexy hot Why werewolf? does he have to be a sexy werewolf? Like, are we gonna fuck in his wolf form? Like, why did they <laughs> give him a six-pack? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so upsetting. Like, everything about this book <laughs> is so upsetting. <laughs> god okay so after bastion transforms jet and callum will transform too and bastion tells morgan that Celine is his before we continue with the rest of the episode i do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com questions can be related to books you've recorded episodes on books that we haven't read yet or even questions you'd like to ask us Please specify if you want a shout out, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Alternatively, you can go to our Axe box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that is for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. Let's just very quickly do rapid fire impressions. Let's start with Bastion. I hate him. Yep. Morgan. Um, uh, My only hope. But like, here's the thing: if you go be an ally, be a damn ally, bitch. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, be a motherfucker. Give me the tea. Give me like you know more than what you are. Maybe she doesn't though. Like, maybe she doesn't. Because I think in the diamond scene, she was like, "Yeah, they're just something like it, it seems like a, they're like supernatural, like supernatural hippies or something." Uh, maybe she doesn't know, but like, girl, you right, hope. That's it. She might. Well, hope. the only thing that I don't like about Morgan is that like. And during the freeze scene, if you don't accept Bastion's offer to go to the waterfall, which I understand you took the diamond scene and didn't get the uh-huh. freeze scene, but in that scene, like, she'll kind of allude, like I said, to the pack potentially being dangerous, and especially Bastion, and Celine will try to ask more, and she's just like, oh, we're in town, like, TTYL, girl, and I'm like, girl, if you don't tell me what the fuck going on... <laughs> That man was the first man I met in this town, so you better tell me if he's dangerous, because, like, no, I'm right. nervous. <laughs> right. But, for real, I do feel like she's our only chance at escape, so I'm not mm-hmm. about to, like, you know, bite the hand that feeds, per se. Right. Isabel? On sight. I hate her. I will not say on sight, because I feel like she will kill me. I do feel <laughs> like we will lose in a fight to her. I'm going to use my uncle's rifle. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Girl, if we ever make it back home, if we ever see, if we ever see the inside of his house again, okay, Layla. On site after she get her baby, after she have a baby, I'll fight her right now. I'll give a fuck. She pissed me the fuck off. Oh, Jet. You know what? He might have a point. I can't be mad. I feel like out of everyone in this, you know, werewolf hippie territory, he's the one that's making the most sense. I don't like his disposition, but he's not wrong. Right, Is basically right. how I feel. And did you also, like, someone told me that they thought that Callum was, just, like, a knockoff Robin. Like, they use, like, Robin Sprite. I do. I can see it a little bit, yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to Bingo for anyone who is unfamiliar with Bingo. Bingo is basically a bingo card that we make full of tropes that we think may come true based on the theme of the book i was the one who compiled this so i would just say let's just go ahead and jump into it the first option is werewolf transforms in front of a horrified spectator 
Um, yeah, which I think did indeed can... happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely happened. Very common werewolf trope. Extremely common. The next prompt is transforming into a werewolf is painful and traumatic. I don't really. Did we ever get that impression that like it hurt? Uh, no. Okay. Werewolves are born. I feel like we need to learn more lore about whether they're yeah, born like that. Werewolves are turned. Again, I feel like we need more lore. When werewolves shift into wolf form, they are more aggressive and or violent. I mean, yes. I, you think so? I don't like we've seen them for like five seconds. Right. And also like he's just aggressive and violent in human form as well so really I'm yeah like, like it's hard for me to know if he's aggressive because he turned into a wolf form or if he turned to wolf form because he's aggressive it's kind of like the chicken right, or the right. egg question of like what comes right. first the next prompt says a non-werewolf slays a werewolf we haven't seen a werewolf die yet so we don't know the next one says that werewolves are inherently sexual which it does feel like <laughs> that is true Celine just wants to fuck Bastion. Yeah, Absolutely. Truly. I am marking that so quickly. The next prompt says a werewolf awakens from a night with no memory, disoriented, and likely nude. We don't really have any, like, experience of that yet. Right. Um, the next one is there are comparisons between werewolves and dogs or jokes about the two. Haven't... Well... Does the paw print thing where she's like, is that a really large dog? <laughs> does that count? I mean, that does seem like a joke. That's especially because we knew it was a werewolf, right? I mean, Wolf uh-huh. Bride, like we knew. I mm-hmm. feel like we would need one more though. Like we would need one more comparison of like a dog and a wolf. Something more like... direct. Right. The next one is werewolves attack people. Are they in general bloodthirsty? I don't know if we've gotten bloodthirsty from these werewolves. Yeah, no. Aggro, yes, but... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next prompt is that the setting is in a dark forest, which, like, absolutely... I'm marking the fuck out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, the next prompt is that there are werewolf hunters. I haven't seen anything like that yet. The next prompt says there is a werewolf who doesn't want to be a werewolf, so a werewolf who's in an existential crisis. Um, Haven't seen that yet. The next prompt says werewolves live in packs and new werewolves are usually pressure to join a pack. I don't know about that second part. I know the pack thing is obviously like you've seen that already, but I don't know right. about like if they transform into new werewolves, like what happens. Right, right. I'm going to leave that blank for now. <laughs> Werewolf transformations can be involuntary or uncontrollable, which we haven't seen yet. The next prompt says full moons are when werewolves are their most powerful. Again, haven't seen that yet. The next prompt says werewolves are protectors or guardians of something. Does it count when Bastion says, like, I protect the environment? Right, right. I would say yes. Yeah, def. Okay, the next prompt says that silver can kill a werewolf. Haven't seen any mention of that yet. Um, the next prompt says werewolves have a werewolf form, a wolf form, and a human form. I think that we need to see the wolf form first. 
Yeah. Because we've seen the werewolf and a human, but not a wolf form. The next prompt says, animalistic instincts overtake human social tendencies. I do feel like this is true. Because obviously it's not polite to fucking kidnap someone, but because of their stupid bonding ritual and because Mm -hmm. of how animalistic the connection is between Bastion and Celine, he thought that it was appropriate to do what he did, which it was not. Okay, the next prompt says normal non-silver weapons are used against werewolves with little or no damage dealt. Again, haven't seen that yet. The next one says that werewolves mate for life. I don't know if it's for life, honestly. I'm getting that impression, but I don't know. The next prompt says the werewolves operate with an alpha and or omega dynamics. We haven't learned really that much about it. The next prompt says once a werewolf, you're always a werewolf. Like it's incurable, basically. (laughs) And again, we haven't discovered that so that's the end of our bingo um we have one two three four five boxes crossed out i really do anticipate like we have just ended chapter two finally with Celine figuring out that they're werewolves so i do feel like after this i feel like we're just going to be knocking them out you know yeah truly hopefully and get more fucking information about who we are you know right but yeah that's pretty much the end of the episode um thank you for listening i'm sorry for covering this book but um i just yeah that's it i apologize yeah, yeah that's yeah <laughs> i will do the apology since you know choices doesn't want to <laughs> absolutely and i second that uh, okay well thank everybody so much for listening uh if you would like to follow us on social media we're at play choices pod on twitter and play choices podcast on instagram if you want to Follow us on Tumblr as playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com. And we will see you all for our next full episode. Bye. Bye, guys. Oh, fucking Wolf Bride, bitch.